Hey, welcome back to the Infus Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, this week is episode 296. And as of recording, it is yet to be titled. <laughs> yes, the Common Ground Nexus event. Uh, No. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, let's just know. put two titles together. So I, I, I have been guilty of doing that in the past. Absolutely. Um, how about the Nexus Ground? <laughs> yeah, that was originally a Nexus Ground common event. <laughs> a common event. That's a, the subtitle. A common Nexus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, so this week we are talking about Loki. We are talking about Bad Batch. We are lamenting the fact that Superman and Lois is gone for two weeks. Um, and then we've got news bites, uh, stuff about the Alien TV series, Havoc, uh, a TV series coming to Netflix, or is it a movie? It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, sorry, it's a movie. Yes. Um, and we'll get more into that. Lawrence Fishburne news, which is kind of cool. And then we're going to talk about Allison Mack and Nexium. Um, so, yeah. All right, so we're shaking things up this week. We're going to start with Loki, and we're going to go into Bad Batch, and then we'll get into the news bites. So Daryl, Loki, episode four, the Nexus event, directed by Kate Heron, written by Eric Martin, who we'll get to in a minute, um, <laughs> came out on Disney Plus on Wednesday, June 30th. Uh, the summary, Sylvie helps Loki escape the TVA's custody as a child, at, or, or sorry, Sylvie tells Loki she escaped the TVA custody as a child after Renslayer captured her. Loki and Sylvie bond romantically. I wish you could see my face right now. Creating a unique branched timeline that alerts the TVA, allowing for their rescue and arrest before uh, Lamentus 1 is destroyed. Mobius leaves Loki in a time loop of his past with Sif attacking him. B-15... Has Sylvie show memories of B-15's past life, proving B-15's variant status? Renslayer tells Mobius that C-20 died from a mental breakdown, but Mobius, seal- Mobius steals a recording from Renslayer's interrogation and mentally, oh wait, and a mentally sounds C-20 who insists that the TVA works, uh, workers are all variants. Mobius frees Loki from, God, this is so long. All right, just a bunch of stupid stuff happened. How about that? Is that a good is a good summary? Positive note, it was better than last week. You know, that wasn't hard. Yeah, I know. So, um, I mean, if you're going to say, like, best episode of the se- season so far, I mean, then, yeah. This is there it. There were, yeah, so this, and we talked about it earlier this week after we both watched it. The most disappointing thing about this episode was the fact that there were a lot of good sprinkles of a sprinkle of ideas that were good. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, you can have all the good ideas, all the good intention or whatever. If you don't execute it right. And they did not execute this. Well, we've been talking about the pacing issues of this, just the tone issues of this, the inconsistencies throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And that one consistency is Tom Hiddleston, even though Loki is basically a jobber. Tom Hiddleston has been good. I mean, I feel like Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson have been consistent. Owen Wilson as well. And that, like, both watching them on screen together, even when I have issues with the whole story or what's going on, it's very entertaining because both of those guys, the way they play off each other is fabulous. 
sadly we did not get enough of that no throughout the series oh yeah by the way spoilers um so <laughs> i'm gonna jump to the end loki got pruned right yep and and then in the mid credit scene he dumps out with an old loki kid loki gecko loki and like the homeless loki <laughs> homeless clown loki uh so but in this episode mobius gets pruned so is Mobius gone, or is Mobius in a, a, a area with all the different Mobius variants? Yeah, that's when even when Mobius got pruned. I I told you when I said because this was before you watched, it, and I said Mobius. What happened to Mobius and Loki? I had zero emotional reaction to. Right, and it was just because of everything that has come before it. Yeah, like. <laughs> I'm 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 more disappointed at this, you know. It, you know, it's like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Right, right. Because there is so much good stuff that they could have done with this. Like you said, they, I love seeing Jamie Alexander, and I love that that kind of like nod to the old Norse mythology where Loki cut Sif's hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, he cut her bald in the Norse mythology. Right. But I did like that. But again, they wasted her. Although, and again, some of the stuff with Loki is. I understand what they were trying to do about himself, his self-reflection, but they forget this. This is the Loki that just tried to take over Earth and destroy right. New York. Yeah, I, I feel this like this is they not don't the understand. Loki from Ragnarok. They don't understand like the Loki they're dealing with, and I think because they they did that like fast forward, like this is your life montage to him. Um, they think okay, that was enough to get to where you need to be, but it's not. He didn't have no. any of that lived experience. And, you know, I, I still feel like this whole series should have been Owen Wilson chasing him, right? Mm-hmm. And then Loki going around and doing things like the D.B. Cooper thing. Like, anything that's an unsolved mystery in our world, Loki's responsible for. And I'm not going to lie, I... That was my original thought of how this was going to go. I mean, yeah. I mean, At it, least part of yeah. it, yeah. At least part of it. I, th- I thought that's how it was going to go. Because, again, then and we're, this is this is the one like kind of gripe we had about WandaVision. Is, is all of these are supposed to be leading towards the multiverse of madness. And we get to this episode. At the end of last episode, the timeline was going nuts, right? Or mm-hmm. two episodes ago. And uh, before we got the... <laughs> The interlude, if you will, um, which in a six episode series. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, you know, th- we come back to this episode and the timeline is magically fixed and everything had gone across the red, right? Across the red. And it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. There's no, again, there's no rules to this show, right? Yes. And correct. Yeah, I don't. All I can think, all I can think of, is I'm watching this show and looking at what they're doing to Loki. <laughs> it's uh, I don't I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I I want this show to be I wanted this to be great because I love Tom Hiddleston. I, I think he's great in the role. Um, you know, there's the people who are like, oh well, Kang the Conqueror is coming, Kang the Con- Conqueror, and. You know, this week we find that the uh, the timekeepers were androids, um, which honestly, when the androids, when the androids, when the timekeepers showed up, did you think for a second that was really the timekeepers? 
Oh, no, not not for a second. Yeah. And did you have trouble understanding them? The first one, no. But the, the other second two, and third right? one, yes. Yeah. They're, they were like, yeah, because I almost put on the subtitles for them. I actually did. I went back and put it on later. And yeah, so they spoke nonsense. It wasn't, there was nothing worthy. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, and honestly, if have, they were going to kill the, you know, the fact that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Then, then we have, no, I was just going to talk about when you were talking about the interlude in this, such a short amount of time, Loki falls in love with himself, which they play it as a joke. And again, this is one of those things that could have been a powerful realization for Loki or character development. But again, they, screw it up mm-hmm. because again nothing like you said there are no rules it's like they're playing calvin ball yeah they they speed through stuff that they should you know take a beat on and they take a beat on stuff that is unnecessary right yeah the whole thing so, with like b15 and in you know sylvie this week where she's like show me my memories mm, okay then why didn't you get pruned too? <laughs> yeah, or why didn't you? The, why yeah. didn't you stay to protect Sylvie? There's, and the and this is the the sliver the, you know the ember that's burning out in me is saying that hey they have two episodes left they maybe they could salvage it I don't think so bah. but <laughs> that's that that's the only thing I'm thinking there could be something awesome these last two episodes that they could salvage this mess of what it, cause it's the mess. And when I say a mess, it's not, I won't say it's terrible. Last week was terrible. The yeah. first episode was unnecessary. So the, this episode and episode two are the only ones that are, I would call, I would say at most they're serviceable. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the highest praise I can give serviceable. Sure. Yeah. I mean like but, the guy who wrote this episode, Eric Martin, has like four, he has four writing credits. He wrote a short in 2005 called Blind Date. He wrote Tony Caprizo's Super Cop in 2009. Never even heard of that. He wrote a TV movie called The Other Mother, and now he's written Loki. He was additional crew as a production assistant on Rick and Morty. He was a writer's assistant on Ties That Bind. And he was a production coordinator on Community. Other than that, like this guy, this guy has no business writing writing this show. And you know, all of the problems you're talking about with this episode come from a guy who who has limited experience writing. Um, and let's be honest, he's a white dude. Like, why is he getting to write for Marvel right now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right um and, and you're not wrong in that like like let's let's just let's just put this out there not the best dude for the job <laughs> so yeah um yeah it, like he hasn't written i don't think he's written any comics he hasn't done he hasn't done any like anything that seems worthy of you know episode four of of a of a flagship show for for marvel a flagship show that, like, and I know, like, these were done last year, but a flagship show that is, is bleeding viewers. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, I don't, don't want to keep watching it. Like, like you know, if you guys want us to keep reviewing it, uh, send, send, send me an email or, or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram because, like, I'll be honest, I'm okay if we don't talk about the show anymore. Yeah, and and I'm, again, I'm going to be watching it, but to your point, I, like I told you before we started, I don't want to just bash the show. Yeah. Because, again, I love Tom Hiddleston. I love his Loki, despite what, and again, this is not just for Loki. Mm-hmm. I, I've i had issues with how the MCU, how Marvel has handled Loki since, you know, after Thor and Avengers, the first Avengers movie for the most part. I, I've had some issues with how they've handled him. I mean, he was fine so in I Dark don't, World. I know he you actually don't like was. Dark World, but he, he was fun no, in you're, Dark World. He was, no, he was, no, he was he, Loki. He turned yes, on Thor. He, he, to your point, I will say he was, to me, he was the best part of that movie. Uh, and, and I don't mean that. In the, well, in, it, it in, in the certainly wasn't Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> if, if they have, look at mailing it in. In the dictionary, there's a picture of him. It's, it's a picture of him fist work. fighting Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I'm fine because I'm going to watch it. But it's gotten to the point where it's not really fun talking about it because it's just it's just a big disappointment. It's yeah. just been a big disappointment. I don't I don't honestly. like ba- I just don't like bashing it like this. You know, it, it's yeah. like these people are trying, but at the same time, like. Kate Heron has poisoned the water of this show with her agenda, with, um, you know, the, the direction of the actors and with the look and feel of the show. I mean, it's supposed to feel like this massive show, right? This, this multiverse spanning show. And it's more like, uh, an episode of who's the boss where they're either in the living room or the kitchen. Yeah, it, it seems that was a very, very timely small. show. How about this? It's yes. either it's like an episode of Community since since uh, you know Mr. Eric Martin was a was a PA on Community. Um, it's they're either in the study room or in <laughs> Chang's classroom or the cafeteria. Those are the three places they go, and and that's that's very similar to what's happening here. All right, um, we're over time for what we wanted to do about this one. So out of um, <laughs> disappointingly gecko Lokis, <laughs> what do you give this one? I can't give it a three, so I, I'm just I'm I'm not going to do the half seas or the quarters anymore. It's two point five. There are some good ideas in here. Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson. I really like that moment with Owen Wilson where he's like, you know what? If I had a place to go before he gets pruned, it's like maybe it's somewhere where I was jet skiing or something. I yeah. really I really like that. But yeah. overall, it's one of those things that where you can see the potential, but it's just the execution has been terrible. Yeah. So 2.5. Yeah, I agree. I'll give it a 2.5 Zs. <laughs> <laughs> okay ass yep alright so I mean we'll see what this has to offer next week maybe we may review it we may not it's up to you guys so the Bad Batch this week this was my favorite episode of the series hands down This, yes this was a good one and what was the first thing I, t- I, I well the first thing I thought watching this probably not quite halfway through was Damn, this sound design is so good. That, I, that was honestly what 
and then to top it off, and you said it best when we were talking. You said this was like because I when I said something I misnamed it Clone Wars, and you were like this was like a Clone Wars. Yeah, episode. this actually and, was the most really was Clone Wars feeling episode we've got yet. And you know, I get it. It's not the clone. The show is not the Clone Wars. It's not supposed to be the Clone Wars. And and this wasn't. It, you know, this was this was similar probably to a thing that would have happened in the Clone Wars, like saving a, a Republic, you know, mucky muck from the Separatists. But this time out, the, the, the script was flipped. They're saving a Separatist from the Empire. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just really liked it. And I, li- I, I, I liked how they 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 bifurcated the group, leaving Omega with Sid, the four of them going off and doing their thing. Echo being like, um, we're not separatists. <laughs> like he was, he was, he was very adamant about that in the in the ship, right? Um, but then he's a good soldier and he followed orders. But at, at the same time, he was he was very much like, we are not separatists. We are we are soldiers. And uh, I, I I like the the B story of Omega. Um, you know, laying low, hiding out from the bounty hunters with Sid. Then turning into the little bonding experience that they had there, I thought that was really cool. Um, and I know, I know you and I are. I, I think, I think we're in a minority when it comes to our feelings on Omega. So, do you find that? So, I'll say based on some of the reaction channels that I watch, they tend to like her. But in the larger picture, are you saying, because I know you a couple times, you know, we talk about her not being a Mary Sue. So is that the general sentiment that a lot of in, in the bigger Star Wars? So, I mean, it's just some, of the, like, some of the people her? I talk to, they're like, oh, no, she's a Mary Sue or she's just not interesting. And like, oh, she's she's Boba Fett's sister. And it's like, yeah, that's freaking cool. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, this I is mean, probably the same yeah. um, people that love Boba Fett. So, I mean, here's the funny thing, too. And it, it, it actually just struck me yesterday. She has Boba Fett, Boba Fett's haircut from in the Clone Wars. It's just blonde and a little messier. <laughs> like, how did none of it? How did nobody notice that? I would not have noticed that. So. I was just looking at him. I was like, I was looking at him. I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then I saw, and then after I saw that, you know, it's like that when you get like a new car and then all of a sudden that's the only car you see on the road. Um, yeah. I saw like 40 memes of that. And it's like, okay, I, I definitely saw that somewhere and it just didn't register in my head. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and look, that's debatable whether she's interesting. I find her extremely interesting. Yeah. Same. What's not, yeah. What's not is she is uh, people calling her a Mary Sue. Yeah. She's not that, that. I mean, that's just look up the definition, look at some of the issues, the troubles she has had. And when she screwed up, she is not a Mary Sue. That's just not the case. But I, again, I find her interesting. It, you know, if other people don't, you know, that's just you know their opinions and yeah. they're entitled to that. I think she's one of the best parts, if not the best part of the most. She's definitely the most consistent part of the show that I like over these yeah, the first what nine or ten episodes. Absolutely, I love Sid calling Hunter Bandana. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh every time she did it. I laughed, um, but no, we got to see the the you know Clone Force ninety nine, be Clone Force ninety nine, which we've been harping about so. you know since that first episode where they were they showed their 
how badass they were. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. With, there, there was obviously. there was that scene where they were in the walker, right? And and the one got like broken down, and there was a walker right behind him, like. And I said, why don't they just take that one? And then as soon as I said it, that one got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. Um, but no, it was really good. And and I liked like the small attentions to detail, right? Because if you notice, they weren't killing any stormtroopers. No, they weren't. They were they were I... doing the stun blast. And then even when they were making their like egress out they were you know covering their tracks like when they went into the subterranean tunnels record took the wall down so they could so nobody could follow it was just like they were like yeah i thought they all of a sudden got smart again yeah and, and again when you have when you're not trying to kill that makes your mission harder but it also shows their skill level because they were able to do that despite you know handicapping themselves Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I liked this episode. I, I, I really did. I thought it was, uh, it was fun. It was different. Um, we got to see, we got to see some other, we got to see an interesting side of Hunter because when he was talking to Tech and he's like, you and Omega go around back and Tech's like, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> And and then the droid actually stepped up and and did it. And the thing with the pot was kind of funny, um, because she was holding. I'm assuming it was a girl droid because it was a girl's voice. So whatever. If I'm if I'm misgendering the droid, whatever. Um, <laughs> but when, when she's walking around with that pot and she's like, "Oh, this is my master's prized possession," and then he smacks that clone in the head with it, or the stormtrooper in the head with it later on. He's like, "I never liked it anyway." Um, so I, I will say I was, I was left with a couple questions. Um, there was a point where the, the, the governor or whatever, the, the Imperial agent was talking and, uh, the droid had walked away and then it came back and the droid was standing right behind her again. Um, just kind of a weird little like out of place edit. Um, and why were there so many Twi'leks on Raxus? (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that, but like, no, I did not notice in, that. in the audience. It was like Twi'leks as far as the eye could see, <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, it was it was very it was like very obvious. Like it was like we had these groups of like six or seven different aliens intermixed with with humans, and they just copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. But you know, um, at the end of the day, I I, I enjoy this one. I I think. Um, I want to see more like this. Uh, now getting um, the with uh, Omega getting getting the guys out of debt from from Sid. Like it'll be interesting to see what happens from here on out. Yeah, I'd like to see where like how that opens things up because you know they're not under that pressure of damn, we have to do this job because you know mm-hmm. we're, we're in debt to her. Right. And again, we're coming on the back half of the season or, the, you know, that, you know, that yep. final stretch. So I'm thinking that things have to pick up a little bit more. Yeah. I'm hoping to keep that, the, the momentum of at least the storytelling of this, but also the, the story as a whole. And, you know, I'm just curious to see where everything goes now that, I mean, everything's on the table. Now we know why they want Omega Yep. You know, we, we see what uh, that new admiral or what or what 
Tarkin was doing, which we haven't seen right. in a few episodes. So, you know, we still have Crosshair out there, and I'm just really curious to see how they're going to wrap this up these last few episodes. I'm curious if it's done well enough to warrant a second episode. So today, the count of flipping through to get to it was six. So last week it was nine. <laughs> so... <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, it's there. There's no, you know, it, it hasn't been confirmed yet. So, um, and it looks like there's 14. I thought I read there were 16 episodes, but it, it, like so far there, there's through July 30th. So we either have four more episodes or six more episodes. Okay. So, um. Yeah, so let's say out of five successful rescue missions, (laughs) what do you give this one? (laughs) I I give it a 3.5. It's it made me interested in everything again, other than not just two characters, not just you know, watching Wrecker and Omega, you know, have their you know, crazy uncle type crazy uncle with the niece relationship yeah and we got I'm that we got that interested. at the very beginning of the episode yeah, we got that yeah yeah and we got that and also you know we we see hunter you know slowly making his way into yeah um basically fatherhood right you know, for lack of a better term. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, 3.5. I, I, I had a lot of fun with this episode. I just really liked how, how it was put together. And I really liked the pacing and the tone. That It was very consistent, unlike some of the other episodes, and especially unlike you know the issues we've had with Loki. So sure. I'm really curious to see. I'm really – I won't quite say excited, but I'm interested to see where they go next. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a four. Uh, four out of five, and yeah, it, it's got me back on board to to see what happens through through the end of the season. So, Daryl, are you ready for the aliens? Nah, uh, yeah, I actually have the nineteen eighty six version, you know, just hanging out in my movie collection. So, so, is that what you're talking about? Are, is Aliens your favorite? Oh yeah, yeah, it, it absolutely is. Although, evidently, as a kid, I found it funny in Alien, the first one, mm-hmm. of the cat's reaction when. <laughs> oh, yeah. When his uh, master was eviscerated by the alien. Yeah. Or decapitated, I guess you would say. Sure. Um, see, actually, Alien is my favorite of them all, uh, the first one. Um, I, I personally found it the best, but. Uh, in this case, Noah Hawley from Fargo and Legion and whatever weird other stuff he does uh, is is putting this one together for FX and Disney. I think it's going to be on Hulu. That's what I've seen a couple times. Because um, I, 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 I mean, Hulu and Netflix or sorry, Hulu and, and FX are, are pretty much tied to the hip. So... You know, it'll probably air on both, but it's uh, it's interesting. I, I'm, I want to see this, but like you, you get there. All this stuff has been coming out. Like Noah Halley claims that the the show's going to be a story about inequity, or it's not not. In, I'm sorry, not inequity. That's a grift. Uh, inequality, um, 
and it's like, okay, are the <laughs> are the xenomorphs not equal? <laughs> like the the predators are so superior. Is that what's happening here? <laughs> so my initial reaction to this. I'm not sure I want an alien a series about this. That's that's number one. Yeah. I, I don't know how that's gonna work because one of the things I, I, I don't know if it's in this article from Bounding in the Comics, I did read the longer version of his interview mm-hmm. where he said, Hey, if, if there's two hours of action, that's you mean that leaves eight hours of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I understand why he's trying to build something more and something deeper mm-hmm. however and this happens a lot with hollywood they overthink things right we're watching the alien movies and this tv series if it's any good we're watching it for the aliens chasing after mfers mm-hmm. cutting them down yeah spilling and, and acid someone on them. <laughs> yes and characters finding their inner strength or whatever we're not watching it to see, you know, these blue collar, as he mentioned, you know, like in the first one, it was basically, I, I forget what, what was it, like the, like he was talking about Yafet Kodo and uh, yeah. uh, Dean Stanton, yeah, being these what truck drivers or something, yeah, uh, and it, it was have, it was they were like the truck drivers of space, and then in the second one, Paul Reiser was the middle management, and yeah, it was, I don't know, his take was really weird. Uh, to be a hundred percent honest, yeah, because there are there are instances in this where he says things that I'm like, okay, I get, I think he gets it. Like where he's talking about all these alien movies, they've been about enclosures. You mm-hmm. know, Alien One and Nostromo, Alien Two, the Colony, mm-hmm. Alien Three, the Prison, mm-hmm. Alien Resurrection. I think it was a space station or something. I can't remember alien exactly where it was. Reza, what? Yeah, I'm. I think I'm like my brain blocked part of that out. That was the one with Winona uh, Ryder, right? Yes. And yes. and Sigourney with, Weaver with, was like the queen because <laughs> yeah, it was like she, a, they, it was a clone of clone. Her. Yeah. Yeah. So I I understand he he understands it in that regard. Although there were aliens on Earth and there were aliens outside when right. if you count the Alien versus Predator movies. So, but I do like where I mean, he's how do you kind of count the Alien versus Predator movies? Yeah, yeah, they killed a they killed a kid in one of those movies. Yeah, they slid down. A, and I was surprised about that. They slid down an Antarctic tunnel to find them and and get melted with the the acid saliva, a, a slobber. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I'll give it a shot. I like Noah Holly. I still have to go back and watch season four of Fargo. Um, Fargo is an amazing show. Uh, Legion was an amazing show. Yeah. Um, which I still have to finish that one too. Now that I think about it, but um, <laughs> there's so much. There was too much stuff. Too much. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's funny. He says, "What's next for me?" It looks like is an alien series from FX taking over the franchise, and those amazing films by Ridley Scott and James Cameron and David Fincher. <laughs> alien Cubed is awful. <laughs> Let's not call that an amazing. Let's not even call that a film. That was a movie. Like, you know, that this is the most disrespectful thing you can probably say to David Fincher. That was a movie. Um, but but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, so we'll see. Like, but again, like at least he's like 
he knows the source material and he did nail it on the head. Like the first one was the seventies movie with the, you know, the nameless corporation and everybody gets fucked at the end. Right. Um, yeah. And then the, you know, it was a, it was a classic eighties movie with the, you know, the, the middle management guy uh, trying to, you know, pull the wool over on everybody's eyes. Yeah. So you're dog meat, pal. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But I don't know. So we will, like I said, we'll see. Um, I mean, it doesn't come out. And I don't, it doesn't even say when it's coming out. So I think um, it's going to start, start filming maybe next year. I yeah. It, but I will it. say there is uh Philip Kenny Johnson and Salvador LaRocca uh, have a, have an alien comic book out at Marvel right now. I think it's a, uh, it's on issue two or three, um, but if you like it, it's worth. Uh, if you like Alien, the Alien franchise, the xenomorph xenomorphs, if you will, it's definitely worth checking out. So, I might have to check that out then. Yeah, it's got good art, like, and you know, it's it's whatever. I mean, the Alien, alien comics have have always been hit or miss for me. Um, the Predator comics are usually pretty good, but the Alien ones are, are kind of hit or miss because. They they don't they don't talk, <laughs> you know. They're just these yeah. they're these killing machines. They're they're similar to Terminators. So, yeah. And I hope that and that's the thing that I'll end it with that. I hope Howley, I think he gets it. I just really hope he put he puts this on screen. They're killing machines. That's the important part. We need to be entertained with that, not the politics of whatever's going on with uh, you know Way Wayman Utani or whatever or what have whatever you what have you right words of heart. Um, wow, you got a word but, so hard today. I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so as long as he gets that, you know, as long as he puts that first, I should say. Yeah. That, you know, the, what this story is about is about aliens. Everything else comes secondary. I'm fine with that. I just want the alien story to be first before yes. everything else. I, I I agree with that 100%. Like, have it be about about the aliens and and what they're what they're doing. Yes. The next news bite we have is something that uh, you shared with me, but I think we were both equally excited to learn about it. Is Timothy Oliphant is teaming up with Tom Hardy for a Netflix action movie called Havoc. Um, but as we were going through it, I did point out. Well, I like I pointed out he plays a character, or he's playing a marshal. Or no, he's not playing a marshal. He might be playing a marshal. We don't know yet. But when we were reading through it, um, we I, I learned that he's in season four of Fargo, kind of looping it back to the last thing about Noah Halley, um, where he plays U.S. Marshal Dick Deffy Wickware. Dude only plays marshals. <laughs> he, he was <laughs> Raylan Givens. He was a marshal in Deadwood, or he's a sheriff. Maybe he's a sheriff in Deadwood, but you know he was a cop in Deadwood. He was it's- Raylan Givens. He was Cobb Vanth. He was Marshal Dick Deffy Wickware. <laughs> so I love it. He was a cop in um, Gone in 60 Seconds. Dude, I forgot he was in that yeah, movie. Yeah, with Delroy Lindo. They were great together. Of course, on the flip side of that, and Go, he was he, the drug dealer. So I was going to say he was not definitely not a cop in The Girl Next Door. No, he was a porn director. He was a, he so. a porn-producing slime ball. And then in... um. The office. He was like the handsome salesman that that <laughs> Pam never called back. Which 
that I don't buy that at all. So yeah, yeah. not at all. <laughs> um, he was really good in Once Upon a Holly- Once in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Words are hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, this is exciting. It's it's Forrest Whitaker. It's Tom Hardy. It's Tim Oliphant. Um, it's Netflix. So it's gonna be you know probably not a great movie, but a fun movie. Yeah. Like the, one of the movies, Gareth Edwards, The Apostle. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Lannister's Gareth Evans is it. writing and directing uh, as well. Sorry. Yeah. And so The Apostle was one of those Netflix movies that was it was decent. Uh, I, yeah, like you said, it's it's a Netflix movie, so it should be. Mm-hmm. It's it should be, usually there there is a they do have a ceiling, but they also have a floor when they're generally speaking they're middling at worst. Yeah. And with this cast. And I'm just curious to see if this is going to have any of the action beats like the raid. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Because I love the raid, the first raid. The second raid was okay, but I really love so the, fir- the first Gar- Gareth raid Evans movie. wrote the first raid and then directed the raid too. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, no, he did the first one. Yeah, the raid redemption. So, uh, and then he was, he directed one of the shorts in VHS too. Um, he directed Apostle, and he's rumored to be directing Deathstroke. That would be interesting. So, dude, could you imagine a raid? Like, so you gotta you gotta think of Deathstroke as an antihero in this case, but a, like a raid style movie with Deathstroke, like getting out of like a supermax or something like that to go kill Batman. That I, I you know what, I would just say, shut up and take my money. Yes, here, take it, all of it. So not all of it. <laughs> Take my twelve bucks. Here is here's here's twelve to twenty five dollars to see this. Um, if it's really good, I will give you the other thirteen dollars at the end of the show. But no, I mean this is this is cool. Um, you know we we both like extraction. Um, we the old guard. The old guard. Um, what was the other good one? Um, the with Ben Affleck and and. Charlie oh, Rundum. triple nine, triple. Uh, no, not triple. No, nine. no, 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 no. It's a uh, uh, triple frontier. Triple frontier. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. Triple nine was the Michael Bay nonsense one with Ryan Reynolds, which was still kind of fun, even though I didn't know what was happening. Six underground. Six under. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was. Uh, yeah. And I then mean, I mean, you it had... was actiony. You had a guy doing parkour across like the rooftops in some yo know, Eastern <laughs> European like old ass city like sliding down like rotundas and stuff that was freaking cool but did he say when he was jumping over stuff did he scream parkour um i think i think if you listen with headphones on you hear him whisper he goes parkour parkour i should have turned on the subtitles yeah i i I did the parkour it was me (laughs) i ran the parkour (laughs) (laughs) i swear half of this show is just me trying to make you laugh (laughs) Oh man, that was that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I I like the combination of Edwards with Oliphant, Hardy, and Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. So I I will absolutely be in and check this movie out. So there was a there was a there was a movie called Havoc back in the day that starred Anne Hathaway, and um, oh, it was um, hold on. It, the guy who's um, Scott's Scott Lang's buddy um, in Ant Man. Which one? Uh, the the Luis. Oh, Michael Pena. Michael, thank you. Um, like I think he was one. Yeah, he was in it. He was one of like the uh, 
Hispanic like gangbanger guys. Um, and it had Freddie Rodriguez and uh, Raymond Cruz. Um, he was the dude in the um, the Rock, who had like the the little man bun thing, and he was uh, in Under Siege. Like, but he's you know an old dude, but he still looks like he's like fifteen years old. But <laughs> anyway, um, but it also had JGL and um, Bijou Phillips and Shirley Appleby when she was just coming off of. Um, Roswell. Roswell, thank you. Um, but it was it was like it's an interesting movie and it's about like uh the two rich white girls with Bijou Phillips and Anne Hathaway who get like hooked up with the gangbangers and stuff and just everything that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> so but when when I when it but it's called Havoc. So um but it's kinda it's worth watching actually. It's not too bad. Um but this Havoc I'm actually really looking forward to because um, I like every actor that they mentioned and I like Gareth Edward or Evans. And uh, yeah, I thought this is the type, this is what we talk about, right? This is the type of thing that we want Netflix to do. Absolutely. This is what keeps Netflix getting so, my $16 yeah, I, it, every month. Jeez. <laughs> Pretty soon it's going to be twenty. No, I'm not going to say that. If it hits twenty, I'm nope. definitely getting rid of it. But, but I mean, this is what keeps me coming back, right? Like, like stuff like this, like getting more and more stuff like this. So, yeah, I don't know. And they don't have a half half bat anime collection either. Yeah, I'm not as into anime as you are. So, but uh, here's my question: Is he going to wear? Is Tim Tim Olafan going to wear a cowboy hat? <laughs> Is is he gonna knock a guy down and throw a bullet at him to land on his chest and say the next one's coming at you a lot faster? That's the greatest line of any cop in anything ever. That that's a great line. That's an absolutely that's an all time line right yeah, there. Yeah. That that's that's like a top five all time line. Yeah. So um but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it doesn't I didn't see where it said it was coming out. Oh, August 8th. So, uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. Uh, everyone is impatient for August 8th season two premiere of Epic's Godfather of Harlem. So that is a something different altogether. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. it doesn't have a release date. So, I mean, I'm sure it hasn't even gone into filming yet, but I'm pretty excited. It's one of those that'll, yeah, it's one of those that'll sneak up on us. Yep. Like kind of like that, uh, Beckett movie with, uh, your boy. Black Panther slash John David Washington. Yeah. It's coming out in August. Yeah. Never knew about it until two days ago, maybe. Okay. No, actually, I take that back until yesterday. Till yesterday. I didn't know about it until this very second. Yeah. The trailer came out sometime yesterday. Never heard of it. Uh, Alicia Vikander's in it as well. Oh, I like her. I mean, I like John David Washington. So, I mean, I'll pretty much see anything. Beckett. I'll have to check out that trailer. Speaking of trailers, that this has nothing to do with Havoc. Um, Netflix dropped um, the new He-Man trailer like a half hour before we started recording. Yes. And it actually looks good. I'm... So, But again, I've been fooled by so many trailers over the years. You know, we'll damn see. you, Darkman. <laughs> uh, no, damn you, Darkman 3. Die, Darkman, die. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so no, uh, we don't know when this is coming out, but it looks like it'll be fun, and we will see. 
I think Allison Mack definitely knows the theme song to uh, Smallville. Because she's just <laughs> crying for somebody to save her. <laughs> Uh, I, I I was just thinking now this is going to be Return of the Mac, but <laughs> Return of the Mac. She she's she's got her tin cup and she's just running running around the uh, running along the bars. Somebody save me! <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, you're uh, gonna have to. Uh, yeah, like, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get into this. We're gonna talk about this one for a little bit. Um, because I mean it's it's huge and and I feel like everybody knows about this. Um. But for, for those of you who don't, Allison Mack was on a TV show called Smallville, the greatest superhero TV show of all time, uh, where she played an original character named Chloe Sullivan, who was kind of a Lois Lane stand-in, but she was also Clark's best friend who had the unrequited love for Clark. I, think I love Chloe. Yeah, Chloe is amazing. Chloe was the best character on the show outside of Lex Luthor for the first three seasons. Absolutely. Um, and then Clark like became a character who you actually cared about. <laughs> because, again, Tom Welling face went away. Um, and then in season five, Lois Lane came along. And Erica Durant's kind of like just took over the show um, in every wonderful way possible. <laughs> but anyway, so Allison Mack was, was, you know, she was on Smallville for all ten seasons. She... She was great, um, but her character was made, you know, for the show. Um, she's made, I think she made her comic debut. Um, I know she was in, like, the digital comics for Smallville, like, when they did season 11 and 12. But <laughs> after Smallville, um, Miss Mac got into a little trouble uh, when she joined a cult. And not just any cult, a sex cult. Um, it's called Nixium. It's spelled N-X-I-V-M. Um, not sure where Nixium comes from out of that, but, uh, the reason we are talking about Miss Mac today is because this week she was sentenced to three years in prison. Now, Daryl, you're going to ask, why would someone who's a part of a cult be sentenced to three years in prison? It's funny you asked that. You can go ahead and ask. Go ahead. Why would somebody that was in a cult be sentenced to three years in prison? So because she was the cult leader, Keith Raniere's right-hand woman who went around and essentially groomed and recruited and got these girls into the the sex cult and when they it was scientology-esque as far as like levels and things like that and like the the like the self-betterment workshops um but when when some of these women became you know at a certain level they were sex slaves and trafficked and uh they were branded and so the brand was near their bathing suit area, uh, the lower bathing suit area. And it was a combination of Keith Rainier and Allison Mack's initials. So she was basically uh, in some forms a pimp. Uh, no, because these girls weren't getting paid and she wasn't getting necessarily paid for well. them. Uh, but she, she was definitely like, the groomer, if you will, she was the one who, when they when they came in and and she, you know, got the dirt dirt on them. They're like, you have to tell us your your deepest darkest secret, and then she would hold that over their heads. And then, you know, when they were in there, she would like continue with that and be like, well, you want to leave? Well, here's this sex tape of you and and things like that. So 
and I, I know you. Yeah, I know you don't watch the rookie uh, with Nathan Fillion, and mm-hmm. I haven't watched it recently. I think it's on hiatus or whatever. I I've just kind of lost track the last couple. I thought months, I really got canceled. The last episode that I watched, uh, it was actually a pretty bad episode. But Frankie Muniz was a former star, and he was a cult leader, and it was very similar to this in the sense of it was pretty much it was probably ripped from this headline yeah ripped from the headline so yeah it's one of those things where sometimes it's where are these stars at now and then you get the answer yeah and in this case it again because when you and we yes we understand that these people play characters and these characters aren't necessarily anything like them chloe sullivan was such a sweet just earnest amazing character yes so and allison mack always came across not just in the show but like when you would see her and you know some of the you know some of the behind the scenes videos and some of you know the the Mm -hmm. you know smallville conventions and stuff she seemed like a similar type of character just sweet and wholesome and then you get this Mm -hmm. so again it's it's it, yeah. it just reminds you that you don't know these people. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you don't know people in general, but especially people in Hollywood that the thing is we tend to prop these. I mean, they're the new idols, the new gods in a, in a sense to certain people, I right. should say, not to me, not to you, not to, not, to, but to certain people, you know, Hollywood stars are like gods, mm-hmm. the new gods in yeah. the sense of how they worship them. Yeah. And I just have to remember, you don't know these people. Well, yeah, and, and and so part of part of this, right, is she So Keith Rainier was sentenced to 120 years for sex trafficking and, you know, other things. She actually like cut a deal, which is why she's only getting 3 years. Um, but while she actually while she was on Smallville, I misspoke. Um, she was using her status and her celebrity to recruit others for Rainier. Um, she actually got uh, Kristen Kruk involved with it for a little bit, um, but her ultimately she was uh, convicted of racketeering and conspiracy and fraud, um, and she pled down. But I mean this this whole thing she she was a part of uh, um, this women empowerment group known as DOS that was like the master slave relationship with members. Um, who were then coerced into having sex with Rainier. Um, but the judge, uh, U.S. District Court Judge Nicholas Garadafis, uh, said, You abuse the power, or you use this position of power to persuade and pursue women to join DOS. You capitalized on your celebrity and these individuals' eagerness to be close to you, told them you're recruiting them for a women's empowerment sorority and misrepresented the obscure fundamental facts about the organization and the conditions of membership. You told them that Keith Rainier was not involved. You did not tell them they would be required to engage in sexual conduct. Um, So yeah, she received a $20,000 fine as well as a thousand hours of community service. Um, She will surrender to authorities on September 29th of this year. Um, her attorneys have requested she be allowed to serve time in a federal prison in on the West Coast because her family lives in Orange County. So, if that's not weird enough, you're a Battlestar Galactica fan, right? 
Yes. You know who she's married to? Wasn't it Chief Ty's wife? She's she, Callie. Yeah, she was. Uh, Callie. I mean, she, yeah. she's married to Callie which, from BSG. Which, out of all of this stuff, when I'm when I was reading this article, that was the one that caught my attention because. One, I mean, again, I don't know much about this situation. And again, for those that don't know, this is this the what was the documentary, The Vow? The Vow, yeah, it's on HBO. Um, Yeah, the actress's name, by the way, is Nikki Klein. Now, here's the thing: before we get into the vow, they are not in a romantic relationship. (laughs) Okay, I'm really confused now. Right, they're 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 not gay. It is one of those like marriages to protect assets and things like that. Like, it is so unbelievable. It's like this story could only happen in Hollywood. (laughs) I was going to say, it's almost, this sounds like something contrived to make a movie about or a a TV show. Right. I, (laughs) this, and again, I, I, we, we've talked about this off air that, I haven't been keeping up with this over the last couple of years since, you know, this, since all this first came out and I know you have, I know you, mm-hmm. you watched the, you know, the documentary and all that. So you, you, you definitely have more of a hand in this than yeah. I do, but oh, just update. Sorry. Nikki Klein is filing for divorce. This came out today. Uh, wow. <laughs> so as I was pulling it up, yeah. Um, they were married in 2017. Those dreams fell apart when Mac filed divorce in 2020, but that didn't happen. Um, it's being alleged that Mac exploited marriage equality by marrying the Canadian board star to ensure Klein would be able to remain in the U.S. So she continued playing a part of her call of her. Oh, sorry. So she continued playing her part in a cult. Um, yeah, this is just like. Like, like I have a giant smile on my face right now, not because, like, I think this is funny. This is just ridiculous. And people out there love celebrities. Let me tell you, like, we like celebrities. We like talking about celebrities. We like watching things, you know. But, like, if I see a celebrity, do I ask them for a picture? Absolutely not. Do I walk up to them and say hi? Most likely not. Um that's one of the things I hate about going to conventions um, is because you see all these um, star efforts, if you will, trying to hook up with, uh, with you know, D-level, Z-level celebrities who are, are more than happy to, like, you know, put themselves into the Me Too, Me Too movement for the smallest bit of, of, of self-gratification. Yeah, it's... This this honestly uh, sounds like something you would see on Lifetime. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, oh, another fun fact: um, the woman who played Aunt Beru in the prequel trilogy, she was in the cult for a long time, um, and she got out. Like she left. Um, Bonnie, I forget her last name now. Um, uh, there we go. Uh, Bonnie, uh, God damn Google. Um, so yeah, Bonnie Pisces, P, uh, yeah, Pisces, PC. Um, and she was married to a man who was in the cult, which if you watch the vow, who he did not leave with her originally. Like he stayed in. 
Wow. It's so weird. Um, I highly recommend the documentary. Like HBO crushed it. Like HBO crushes documentaries for the most part, right? Um, yeah, they they do a good job. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens. What what they do about this uh, name, image, likeness uh, stuff for 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 basketball. Um, but yeah, so no, this is crazy. But Allison Mack is she she was she was a, a ringleader in this. She was you know, culpable. She, you know, she, she essentially ratted out Keith Rainier to, to save herself. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean like even Nikki Klein had like defended her. Um, and she's allegedly was part of it, but, um, and it's claimed that she recruited people for the cult, but the, the, I don't think that's been proven. So those are all, all like, allegations but you never know um but yeah um it's 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 just so strange um that's why they call it holly weird yeah no kidding um man and this is why like with california you you kind of got to worry about things um but like this wasn't just based in california because like all of these actors who were part of this were in that vancouver bubble where everything gets shot I yeah, you're speechless. Yeah, it's because think, and we've we've talked about this before with other subjects in the sense of if if someone came to me and say, "Hey, I'm pitching this movie or TV show at you. This happens. This happens. This happens." You're like, dude, get out of here. This <laughs> people aren't gonna believe this. This right. is too ridiculous. Right. And that's how this comes across. Like you have, you know, the sex cult aspect, but then you have her marrying another woman, not for romance, but to protect assets who she tried to divorce, but it didn't go through a right. year ago. Now she, the other other woman is filing for divorce now. It's right. just I mean, it's just a just a cluster. Yep. Uh, this is why I've been watching slap fights on Netflix or on YouTube. Slap fights. Yeah, where they stand across the 55-gallon drum from each other and smack each other in the face until someone that's, gets knocked out. Dude, that, okay, that's what, yeah. That's what I thought you meant, but that's another one of those things that I, I, don't, I don't have the words for that when I watch that. Go, go watch the Russian ones if you really want to watch a that, slap that's fight. That's the ones I like, watch. Those yeah. dudes look they like are, they're going to kill you with the slap. Like... The, the the hillbillies in America, like, you know, I mean, they're hard slabs, but like nobody's dying from that. Oh, it's like, dude, I, I like my eardrums to be right. You know, sound and well, whole. The, the U.S. people, they put cotton in their ear. So it's it's it kind of protects them a little bit. Yeah. The Russians are like and the Russians well, we laugh. They do oh, we, we do not use cotton. <laughs> your cotton. I spit on your cotton. <laughs> <laughs> we, we grow up wrestling bears. <laughs> Yeah. Habib actually did, but what? You know, oh, yeah, Habib actually right. did. So, yeah, uh, I mean, but like the list of people who were involved in this, like as far as like just known individuals, it is crazy, and like it broke up families, like husbands, wives, parents, children, children, parents. Like you know, it, it's it's a cult in every sense of the word, and 
it's just a really, it's sad. I mean, really at the end of the day, it's very sad um, that this happened and that these people have uh, really finally got their comeuppance. Yeah, I mean, if if you call three years getting her comeuppance, well, considering I mean, all but like, stuff. she's never gonna like. I mean, <laughs> like, it's not she's not like Lyra Rennie who who escaped Scientology, right? Right. Like, like Lyra Rennie, like, and, you know, Scientology isn't like a sex cult as far as we know. It's just what it is. Not defending it. Um. <laughs> But I mean, this was this was a case of human trafficking. This was a case yeah. of of sexual mm-hmm. sexual assault, sexual misconduct. This was a case of grooming and you know and and just fraud. You know, and it's just it's 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 heartbreaking. It's sad. Um, Michael Rosenbaum, as far as I know, it's only talked about it once, and it was on the Theo Vaughn podcast. Um. And it's because Theo was like, I got to ask. And, and Michael was like, oh, fine, fine. Everybody asks about it, fine. You know, and, and he went into it. And, like, him and Tom had no idea about all of this. They, because, you know, Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling were in their mid-20s. And Kristen Crook and Allison Mack were in their late teens. So they didn't even hang out. Yeah. So, like, they, right. so when people are like, well, what do you know? He's like, I, you know, I really didn't know her. So... I mean, like I saw her on set. That was about it. Like we, 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 you know, we had very different lives. <laughs> Apparently, you know. So yeah, and that's another one of those things people t- tend to think. Oh, you you worked on this show together, so you have to know this person. You have to hang out with this person. Right. And to and to your point, especially when there's an age gap like that. I mean, true, it's Hollywood, so age gaps don't necessarily mean right as much as they do in the real world. No. But still. There's that op- there's that ch- there's that chance that again you you just see these people playing a role like I said so I'm surprised I'm su- like all of this is again it's it's I, I still remember when it first came out and I, and I just had that what reaction yeah I don't because know. it was yeah I don't it was just it, yeah I, I I do I do like uh, these comments on the bounding article that we shared. In the show notes, um, someone's saying like, oh, uh, if she was male, it would have been 30 years and they would have added a bunch of extra charges. Three years. Wow. What a punishment. The judge look at her and go naughty, naughty. Try not to do this again, Allison. Um, I used to have a crush on her when she was on Smallville. I really know how to pick them. Um, <laughs> female privilege in action. No big. She can go to her lawyer and say there was some procedural screw up, you know, like Cosby. Um, yeah, but here's the thing. She got immunity because she made sure Rainier got convicted at the highest possible charges. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I understand that that's how the law works. Because again, if you're a smaller medium fish, which she was, let's be honest, she was a big fish in this too. She wasn't hit yeah. his Rainier was it Rainier? Yeah, Keith Rainier. Fish maybe, but she again, she wasn't a small fish. So I understand how the law works, and when they're trying to get that big, big catch, and sometimes things like this that 
are very questionable in the sense of allowing someone who is every bit as culpable to get away because you're getting, you're looking for someone higher. Again, I get it. It's not necessarily, I, I don't necessarily like it. And again, not right. just with this case, right. but just in general, you're like, okay, this guy did this, that, and the other, but he's getting off because he's ratting on this guy who mm-hmm. theoretically is a more important catch. Right. So there's always a bigger fish there. <laughs> Yes. Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon said, you know, there's always a bigger fish. Um, but yeah, and, and I mean, this is this is no different than any other criminal pot prosecution, like you said. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. It's just crazy. I mean, like, I love small little prey a little more than you do. Um, probably a lot more than you do. Let's, like, not men's words. I love Smallville. Although... I know, but I, I stuck with it and was like, I was in it until the end, even though, yeah. you know. Um, I have very few bad things to say about Smallville, even yeah. though, you know, I recognize some of it was not great. Um, that's kind of an understatement, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably when I took a year and a half off and then I came back. Dude, it just like one, I loved watching it. And two, it gave me so much traffic to the blog. <laughs> so win win. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it really was. And, you know, had I known about <laughs> this, you know, who knows? Um, <laughs> but no it's 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 sad but at, at the end of the day hopefully she's able to get help um hopefully the women who were affected by this are able to get help and aren't horribly scarred and you know can can have a semblance of a life um but that being said like anyone who joins a cult there's something missing there Absolutely. And, you know, um they 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 do need someone to 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 save them and and you know get there and 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 make sure that any of the damage that happens from these type of things gets mitigated. Mm-hmm. And I mean like we like we we're seeing this in our country like constantly right now in the US like there's all sorts of different cults. <laughs> like, you know, there there's non-theistic religions popping up. There's, you know, everybody calls everybody else a part of a cult. And it's like, mm, y'all are part of cults. Like, you know, for for, for those of us who, who don't, you know, lean too far one way or the other, y'all are cultists if you're on an extreme and, and y'all need help. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm saying y'all all of a sudden. <laughs> At Florence, my my hillbillies, my my inner Florence, y'all sneaking out again. <laughs> Get back down there, hillbilly. Um, leave me alone. Uh yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, at the end of the day, does the punishment fit the crime? Probably not. Uh but she she worked with prosecution and you know, um she was initially going to get 15 years to life. So she she got off easy for, you know, ratting everybody out. Yeah. And again, there there's a lot of things and you know people talk about that's not fair. No, it's not fair. Right. And the who knows common what common ad is who knows what the, 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 the you know terms of her probation are. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, it could be so hard to stick to. They're like, yeah, right. You, this is your probation. And if you do anything, you're getting 15 years. You know, who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I on the like you said, on its face, it's not fair. But 
you know, it's I, I go go back to you know Gerard Butler in three hundred. What can you do? It it is what it is. Yeah. Like you said, it, it, it's and again, this is something much less serious, but it's like when someone signs a contract that is completely, completely out of their league. But, hey, because they play this position, yeah. you know what? Go get yours. Like, like I can say objectively, based on your numbers and based on what you did, you don't deserve 40 million dollars. Dak Prescott. Love the guy. Yeah, I absolutely love Dak Prescott. It, based on what he has done, he doesn't deserve it. But guess what? He got it. Yeah. I mean, didn't I'm, this happen with that like six nine rapper? You know, like he ratted Tekashi on everybody. Six nine. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he ratted on everybody in prison and you know got, got GTFO prison, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like so that, that, it, that guy, happened, that guy yeah. you know, I mean, this is no different. I, I don't know if people were like, you know, oh, you know, gangbanger privilege or rapper privilege but i mean he's a celebrity who you know left early because he he ratted against former members of uh the bloods apparently so yeah like you said this happens all the time it's i i understand what people are saying because there's so much of this stuff is so like the divisions in things and how things are oftentimes double standards right i mean look at bill cosby yes that that's a perfect example of technicality, so, I guess. Well, that was so. The, the only reason it was uncovered is because he has millions of dollars and the best lawyers in the country working for him. Yeah, you know, you 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 look at, at at like any regular person who has that, like they're going to jail, and and that's never coming up until maybe they get paroled, and then it's like, well, you know, you already spent your your twenty years in jail. Sorry. There's no recourse yeah. for them at that point. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's sad. Um, go watch the vow. Like honestly, if you're at all interested in this, go watch the vow. I was really, I I just found out about the whole Nikki Klein thing like three days ago. <laughs> so, I mean, because I kind of had forgotten about it, and I don't know. Uh, my wife is really into this stuff. I actually tried to pull her in right before we started recording, and so she could like fact check us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'll actually probably watch that now. Yeah, you definitely I'll... should. Definitely. So all right. Well, um, you know, good luck in jail, Allison Mac. <laughs> all right, so that's the show this week. Um, you know, we covered a lot. We had a a disappointing Loki. We had a a, a surprisingly good bad batch. Um we're confused about what's happening with the alien TV series. Uh, Tim Oliphant and Tom Hardy hanging up or uh, hooking up in the movie. Always a good thing. And then the the, the weird, wild story, uh, or it's weird, wild stuff of Allison Mack and, and Nexium. It's it's just, it's out there. Just a quick question. Was that your Sean Connery? It seemed like there was a little Sean no, Connery. No, it was, it was my really bad uh, Ed McMahon. So, <laughs> or uh, was it Johnny who said that? That's wild stuff. Anyway, but uh, no, my Sean Connery is awful. So it, my Sean Connery is more like uh, Will Ferrell doing Sean Connery. <laughs> Your mother's a whore, Trebek. <laughs> so uh, not good, yes. No, it's okay. still not good, no. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I've been talking for an hour, so my throat kind of hurts right now. Um, allergy season in Ohio, man. The, the struggle is real. 
anyway, if you guys like what you heard, uh, check us out at uh, infospodcast.com. There's links to everywhere you can subscribe to the show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon. Uh, we're on Audible, uh, which is relatively new. Um, I applied for it forever ago. We finally just got on. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. Uh, but if you really want to help us, uh, show up to our, if you live in Cincinnati and around Cincinnati, Monday, July 19th, Fredboard Brewing in Blue Ash, Ohio. We're live uh, on stage. It'll be fun. Um, or check out the, the our shop and, and, and pick up a shirt. We've got some cool ones. And there's a new one coming imminently. So. Any last words, E? Yeah, just also let us know uh, your thoughts on Loki. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's only two more episodes left. Would you like us to cover it? The next two have a kind of like uh, state of the MCU after the fact and our you know, our thoughts on Loki as a whole. Yeah, just let us know some of these things. Well, I Bad think Batch. we're going to have to do a state of the MCU after uh, the oh, movie. I, yeah. The movie that's not made for us that's coming out next week. Yeah. <sighs> I'm getting nervous about this, that movie. Are you? Yeah. It's it's seriously. It's the least interesting thing that they could do. They missed their window. They should have done this ten years ago. It should have been on the heels of Iron Man 2. And they didn't do it. Yeah. And then and then they gave the first female Marvel hero to the least deserving person and character. In their entire arsenal. Way to go, Marvel. Yeah. And, and you know, I hope your pause on, on, on YouTube is forever. Just putting that one out there. <laughs> so that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I got, too. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. Bye. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. Find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons are looking for help to grow the show and to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>